Yeah, so we, we can get started. Uh, hello, I'm Alan. And I'm Shama. Um, and welcome to episode one of the Whole Armor um, podcast. So first I'll talk about what is Whole Armor Men's Group. Whole Armor Men's Group is a group of men that meets once a month. Um, we can meet at different churches or some a brother's home. Uh, a couple times we went for men's hikes and they were very those who love to hike wouldn't consider it a hike they would consider it more of a walk but it's more about men coming together and fellowshipping and sharing and we had a men's breakfast as well but it's just a safe space where men can come together be fed the word of god and share what's on our hearts and we can uplift and build each other up um, because i feel this is important <clears throat> I feel like, you know, sometimes, you know, women, our sisters, have small groups and different groups where they can come together and they encourage each other and uplift each other. But I think that's something that's lacking or missing with men. And so that's the Whole Armor Men's Group. And what is Whole Armor Podcast? This is where, you know, a couple brothers and I, like Sharma and I, are here and we'll get together and we'll dig into God's Word and start just talking about what jumps out to us and how, as men, how we can benefit from God's word and our interpretation of it. And not just our interpretation, but also how do we apply this to our lives? Because I think that's that's the true benefit of God's word, not just having a head knowledge of it, not just being able to recall scriptures, but living out scriptures. Yeah. And um, why whole armor? So Shama knows, which is why he's one of the first guests. Um, God had put this group on my heart before it had a name, like years ago, like just men coming together to encourage each other, to share God's word. And it had been something I had put off for a long time for whatever reason, you know, not knowing exactly how to start, not knowing where to start, where to should we meet, who should be involved. And kind of one time I was speaking here, we're meeting in Fusion Church, which is a great church. If you're in the area, 125 Mount Hope Street, Lowell, Massachusetts. And their Sunday service starts at 10.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. So you can come here, check it out, check out the, the church and be blessed by Pastor Chip and his messages. And Shama speaks on occasion as well. And FYI, Shama's a pastor. He just hasn't been ordained yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> But I had the thought and the idea, and I was just putting it off, putting it off, talked to the men about it. People were like, yeah, it's a good idea. My wife was encouraging, yeah, you should do it. You should go ahead. And one day after I had spoken here at Fusion, at the end of the, I was getting ready to close out the service in prayer, and the Lord had spoke to me. And, and it wasn't an audible voice, but I felt strongly God say to me, I can't bless what you don't start. And so that kind of pushed me into starting um, the group. And we've been meeting every month for a little over a year now. Um, but so that's that's who we are. That's what we do. That's why we do it. And today, you know, we'll be looking at, we'll see how far we get. But so episode one, we'll be looking at Exodus 18, um, Acts 6, and 1 Corinthians 9. So that's the plan and kind of, one thing that all of these have in common is the importance of delegation and also the importance of organization. 
So the first first scripture will be Exodus 18, verses 13 through 27. So can I can I read um, can I read that? Sure. Okay. So Exodus 18, 13 to 27. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, and so it was on the next day that Moses sought to judge the people. And the people stood before Moses from morning until evening. So Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did for the people. And he said, What is this that you're doing? That, you, that you're doing for the people? Why do you do it alone? See it and all the people... Why... Sorry. Why do you alone sit and all the people stand before you from morning until evening? And Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a difficulty, they come to me and I judge between one and another, and I make known the statutes of God and his laws. 17. So Moses' father-in-law said to him, The thing that you do is not good. Both you and these people who are with you will surely wear yourselves out. For this... For this thing is too much for you. You, <clears throat> you are not able to perform it by yourself. Listen now to my voice. I will give you counsel and God will be with you. Stand before God for the people so that you may bring the difficulties to God. You shall teach them the statutes and the laws and show them the way in which they must walk and work they must do. Moreover, you shall select from all the people able men such as fear God, men of truth, men hating covetousness, and place such over to be rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, and rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens, and let them judge people at all times. Then it will be that every great matter that they shall bring to you, every great matter they shall bring to you, but every small matter they themselves shall judge. For it will be easier for you, for they will bear the burden with you. If you do this thing, and God commands, and and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people will also go to their place in peace. So Moses heeded the voice of his father-in-law and did all that he said. And Moses chose able men out of all Israel and made them heads of the people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds. Rulers of fifties, rulers of tens. So they judged the people at all times. The hard cases they brought to Moses, but they judged every small case themselves. Then Moses' father-in-law departed, and he went his way to his own land. Amen. Thank you for, for reading that. <clears throat> there's a lot. I don't know if we'll get past that. This, this yeah, <laughs> there's a lot in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things <clears throat> that... I love about this Moses' father-in-law, Jethro. So Jethro, and this is, you know, after the, the you know, Israel is freed, you know, from Pharaoh. Moses, Jethro, sorry, is actually bringing Moses, his children and wife with him. So he's bringing, he's like, hey, here's your family back. <laughs> right. You know, because they weren't with Moses when all this was going on. So, and Jethro, he doesn't just come in, he didn't just judge Moses. He asked him two questions first. What is it you are doing? And mm-hmm. then he, he gave Moses opportunity to explain. He goes, you know, I'm judge. People bring their issues to me and I have to 
Say to the people what the Lord has given me. Then ask them another question. Why are you doing it alone? And right. I think that's that's kind of the of this story, that's something that really jumps out to me. There's a lot, but that jumps out to me is you know, God has called all of us. He called Moses to do something great. Right. But he did not call Moses to do it all alone. And right. even though God has gifted you, God has called you, you may be the one with the official position or title, right. but that doesn't mean you are to do everything alone, alone. by yeah. yourself, on your own. Right. I mean, it reminds me of uh, when God creates a man, yeah. Adam, you know, he says, you know, it's not good that man should be alone, you know. Yes, you know, he created Adam, uh, and then he says, it's not good for you to be alone, so he made, them, he made him a helper. Yeah. So you can see that, yes, God, like you said, God may give you, you know, ministry or calling, but that doesn't mean you're going to be, you should be the only person doing out the ministry. I think yeah. Moses didn't have this um, wisdom by himself to see that, yeah. and he needed, you know, his father-in-law to point out. Because Moses at this time, I think, was old, you know, sitting there the whole day to hear people's cases. And, yeah. You know, I think that also speaks to, you know, having people in your life that, you know, men, faithful men to the Lord that can see things that you as a leader may not yeah. be able to see. That it may be you're, you're overworking yourself, you're taking on more responsibility than and probably you should. So I think Jethro steps in to do that exact same thing because... Moses is a leader. He's called by God. He's the one who goes to talks to God. He's a vision, yeah. But he's he's blind to to this, yeah. So, you know, yeah. And I love that he says, um, he's like, you're gonna burn yourself out, and you're gonna frustrate other people. And I think right. of this like Moses is judging cases from from morning until evening. You know, in the morning he's probably full of energy. He right. just woke up. Maybe he had a good breakfast and his favorite juice or, or whatever. Right. But the evening cases, he's probably tired. Going out. He's yeah. mentally not as sharp. So maybe his decision-making wasn't the best towards the end of the day. Right. But Jethro says to him, you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to frustrate other people because they're going to be probably disappointed with the decisions that you're making. And being tired can cause us to make poor decisions. Right. And, and and think of the lines, you know, the people, you know, yeah. just lining up from from morning to evening, waiting to to have their case listened to by Moses. Yeah. That's why it says, you know, you're gonna burn out yourself, but you're gonna also, you know, frustrate the other people. Like, you know, let's say someone's chicken got stolen. Yeah. You know, they're in line with someone who has a case of, you know, murder. Yeah. You know, so they're all frustrated. It's like, hey, you know, it's a chicken case. Why? Yeah. Why are you? Why are we in the same line? Why is know? it taking all day? Exactly. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Or it can be, hey, this this man committed murder or committed adultery. Why is this waiting until the end of the day? Exactly. So you can see, it says, you know, you're, you're gonna burn out yourself, but you're also gonna frustrate the other people. So we can see that, you know, that takes wisdom. That takes yeah. that takes a you know spiritual eye to see that, hey, you know, I need help. Yeah. And just are blind to that until someone else tells them, yeah. you know, you need help. And Jethro here does that that thing, you know, just hey Moses, I think you need help. Yeah, I think we need more we need more Jethros, but we also need to be like Moses. I mean, further down you see it says Moses listened to Jethro. I think the wording is Moses listened to Jethro and did everything that he said. Right. 
So we need more Jethro's wise men who are willing to, you know, not just pass out judgment. He didn't just say to Moses, what are you doing? This is wrong. He asked Moses, what are you doing? Then he allowed Moses opportunity to respond. Why are you doing it alone? And then he advised Moses. So we need to, we need Jethro's to speak up and men to be in their rightful place to provide wise counsel um, in the Bible study at the church we're at, which is Rehoboth, Rehoboth Lighthouse in Haverhill, Mass. The Bible study we're doing, where it's our foundation series, and we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And in 1 Corinthians 12, I believe it's verse 7, it says, um, the Holy Spirit gives to each one a gift. And right. then it, it talks about the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. Wise, wise counsel is one of those gifts. Mm-hmm. So someone can have the gift of wise counsel, and they can function well in their gift, but we have to be like Moses in the sense when Jethro advised him, he accepted the advice. So someone can be gifted with wise counsel, they can give you wise counsel, but you can also ignore that wise counsel just the same way we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And and I I think it also matters who is giving the wise counsel. Because imagine if just one one guy from the crowd came and told Moses, hey, you know, we are frustrated and yeah. we are standing in the lines from morning to evening. Why don't you? And then he gave the same advice that Jethro gave. Yeah. I don't think Moses would have taken he that. He would have rejected like, it. Like, who are you to tell me yeah. what to do? But, you know, it's Jethro. It's my father-in-law. You, you know, he's been, you know, keeping my family for all you yeah. know, this time that I was I was not with my family. So, you know, there's that respect that already Moses has towards, you know, Jethro. So I think it's easier to, to listen to Jethro than, you yeah. know, some any other dude from, from, from yeah, the yeah. crowd, you know. So <laughs> I think, you know, it's it, it it goes back to show that we need people in, in in our lives as men, you know, as a leader, you still need someone else you can submit to. Yeah. You know, if if I use that word, submit to you or to to be accounted accountable to you, like Someone who can speak in your life and you listen. Yeah. Because let's be honest, you know, not everyone will speak in your life and you listen as a man. Yeah. You know. But you know, you see that Moses has that towards his father, you mm. know, father in law, like, hey, I, I say something and then Moses listens and you know the scripture says he does everything he says. Yeah. You know. So it, it goes to show you that Moses respected this man mm-hmm. or he placed some kind of, you know, value to him that, yeah. you know, if it's pork Moses, you know, would 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 act, yeah. but I don't think Moses would have done that for any other person. So, yeah, I think that's a good thing for us to have. 